Hey, fake friends. Listen to Fake Headlines Podcast on Stitcher Premium. Use Fake Headlines for one month free. Listen to some of your favorite shows ad-free, like Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. My Favorite Murder. Having Funlessness with Jen Kirkman. Natch Butte. Office Ladies. Prompt and Circumstance. Welcome to my show. Science Rules with Bill Nye and so many more. Plus get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, comedy albums, and more. Only $4.99 a month or $34.99 for the whole year. Go to stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today. Again, use promo code FAKEHEADLINES for one month free. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fake Headlines Podcast, episode number 76. Hi, welcome. Hi, 76, the year of my birth. Hi, welcome and happy birthday to you. Yeah, and the (laughs) 76, 1776, who could forget that fine year? Oh, what happened that year, Kevin? Uh, Something important, Uh, America's birth. (laughs) (laughs) That was really hoping you would pick up up that one for me. Didn't you minor in history? Minored, not majored, so I only know a little bit. Oh, okay. So it was just like slightly off. I get it. Yeah, you just know if... I went to a state school and and minored in history, so you only learn a little bit. You know some dissonant minor chords? Yes. (laughs) Okay, got it. (laughs) It was the 90s when I was in college. We did a lot of like heavy mm-hmm. uh kind of metal rap mm-hmm. history mm-hmm. music mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. corn limp biscuity type stuff Oof. real bad oh real embarrassing stuff now you're talking about like bad 90s stuff i don't understand <laughs> uh well let's talk about blur or pulp or uh, other cool bands james there's some cool 90s bands <laughs> the spice girls get it all out of your system so we can get the 90s out <laughs> i almost said the spice doctors <laughs> That's the Spin Doctors <laughs> Spice Girl cover band. Uh, you know, I can't wait for that reunion tour. <laughs> uh, it'll be uh, just opposite of the uh, Alanis Morissette <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, garbage and Liz Fair. Liz Fair, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know there's a third one. But I think uh, if the Spice Girls and the Spin Doctors got together, like that part in the, in the Spice Girl song where it goes, Zika zika ah. Uh-huh. It would be followed up with That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And then it, it just like it'll snap right into the fits. spin doctors. And yeah. It's like two pieces of oh. Annie's necklace coming together in perfection right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I, I think Annie, little orphan Annie, had a little heart necklace that was she had half of it. How do I not know that? <laughs> I think because I didn't give a shit about Annie. Is that the problem? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think my sister had that necklace. And that's the only reason I know that. She loved Annie, but hates the Wizard of Oz. She's a complicated lady. I can't <laughs> be held responsible for her. <laughs> Every year, like, my one of my favorite movies has always been the Wizard of Oz. Ever since I was little, you could ask my brother. Not that any of you will. You shouldn't. Don't worry about it. Anyway. <laughs> Email him at brother at gmail.com. <laughs> so he... Uh, yeah, I loved The Wizard of Oz so much when I was a kid that he hid the VHS tape so I could not watch it anymore. Uh, but it was always my favorite movie. I still love it. I like to watch it at Christmas time. I like to watch it at any time, really. Um, and uh, every time it's brought up or I see something in the store or, you know, it could be anything in the world, uh, my sister-in-law is like, ugh, hate that movie. Hate it. 
Hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> Awful. She can't just let you have it. She got to bring it up every time. You know, I think it's because it's the flying monkeys. She just doesn't That's, like the yeah, flying monkeys. She did not like that. They, they did not sit well with her. I don't know why. It's not like it's not like they were that bad, right? I no. mean, they were just they were just following orders. She she doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's very by the book with her uh, animal uh, biology. She doesn't like the idea of two species combining like that like a like a monkey with wings that makes no sense how did she not like the wizard of oz her favorite her favorite color is red she would have loved those ruby slippers (laughs) you know what i mean that's true yeah i don't know yeah maybe maybe she just didn't give it a chance you know maybe she maybe she hated the idea of being you know thrown into a tornado and ripped to a dreamland full of color (laughs) Maybe that's a secret fear. Maybe I don't like know. a maybe like a little person kicked her when she was young, and she just had a fear of. Uh, you mean another kid? <laughs> yeah, I guess you. I guess you're right. I guess like let's just use the word Munchkin. I guess if there was a kid Munchkin, it would just be a kid. Yeah. <laughs> the size difference doesn't probably take place. No. Until- <laughs> You know how I said my sister was very strict with her Darwinism, like didn't like animals flying. I don't understand human humanity and <laughs> how and how little people work. <laughs> Just like normal people. <laughs> Beats me. I don't know how it works. Oh god. Oh man. But we had a lovely Thanksgiving. We ate a lot of food for probably seventy two straight hours. And oh my uh, god, feeling it's, it. There's so oh, so much food. I don't want to see stuffing for another three hundred and sixty four days. Yeah. I just, you know, I'm not a big stuffing fan. It is kind of gross. And it's like, it's, you know how I feel about soggy bread. It's wet bread. It's not just wet bread. It's wet bread shoved into a turkey's ass. Yeah. Like, let's, we could, we have better food now. Why? Like, that may have been the only food available at the first Thanksgiving, but we have come so far. It wasn't even a food available at the first Thanksgiving. They wouldn't have had that sort of bread. They were so... Oh, impoverished that they probably couldn't make bread at that moment. I don't think that they, they had like ducks or geese or something at the first Thanksgiving. Oh, everything is a lie that I've learned. I think so. <sighs> well, this sucks. You know what? It doesn't. You know why? Because it just presents a bigger opportunity for you to learn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. You're welcome. I'm better about that. I'm here for you. You're the best. Thanks. You're the best, man. Oh, gosh. Kev. Yeah. But seriously, wet bread, disgusting. 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 And then you just make it more wet with gravy. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you piling into your mouth? Why, why are you doing that? Why, just, why, why are you, you numb numbing like baby <laughs> bird food? <laughs> Did people have a uh, poor digestive tract? They weren't able to... Sopped up in the juices of the dead bird that has just been oh. cooked in. That bread is too wet. (laughs) (laughs) It's not right. It's not right. Don't put that in your mouth. (laughs) That bread is wet. Like if you got, if you got a sand, if you got a turkey sandwich when you're out and about and there was a little bit of wetness on that bread, you'd send it right back. Yeah. They wouldn't be like, oh, that's just pre-stuffing. Oh. (laughs) You'd be like. That sounds like an excuse one of my first boyfriends said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey babe it's just a pre stuffing it's over the it's over the jeans it's cool 
Back to Thanksgiving. Yes. We, it was a lovely time. It was and a then, lovely time. And then we had an, a second Thanksgiving with Friendsgiving. Yes. Uh, which was not only a Friendsgiving, but it was also a Dipsgiving, uh, where we made a variety of dips. Yeah, that's a great, uh, it was a great afternoon. Which we thought was a great idea. And then we had Thanksgiving dinner again. So we were <laughs> stuffed to complete capacity. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've gained 75 pounds in the last week. I was feeling so good, like... You know, October, I was like, been working out. I was like, I'm going to look good for my sister's wedding. And then, like, we came back and I was like, everything is downhill. <laughs> it is the holiday season, motherfuckers. <laughs> I am not looking great. Oh, you are too. You always look great. You're right. You know, Th- you, you thanks know, for giving me the Kennedy hand as you presented what? that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you I know, think you all know what the Kennedy hand is. Uh, well, we call that <laughs> something different from where I'm from. Oh, well, Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do a Marilyn Monroe. I guess it's better than the Clinton thumb. But I can't. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> I give it the full Pacino face. I think I you really did. <laughs> I think I'd rather have wet bread. <laughs> oh boy! So, anywho, this is uh, this is Fake Headlines podcast. Oh, and, welcome! Uh, what we're right. going what we're going to do is that we have each uh, scoured the internet this week and found a strange article, mm-hmm. a strange headline, mm-hmm. and we've also come up with a couple of headlines as well, a couple mm-hmm. fake headlines. Yeah. And we will now present each other with our three headlines. Yes. We will then discuss what the article could be about based just on the headlines and where our imaginations take us. Mm-hmm. And then we will we'll try to guess and reveal the real article. That bread is too wet. That bread is too wet. <laughs> That's wet. That's sopping wet. <laughs> this is some wet stuffing. Oh, wet stuffing. That's a pilgrim themed porno that. Uh, oh, No. <laughs> That's such vivid imagery. What stuffing? No. Oh, pilgrim porno. Pilgrim porno. <laughs> Go to pilgrimporno.org/turkeytrot. <laughs> Turkeytrot. Don't walk to your local pilgrim porno. Is there a baster involved? <laughs> no, but thank you. Hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh. Carry on. <laughs> okay, Kevin, what are your three headlines? Oh, that's right. I am going first this Where, week. Okay. This is silly. All right. Article number one. Pilgrim porno. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> All right. Headline number one. Crashed spacecraft may have left tiny but tough creatures on the moon. Oh crashed spacecraft may have left tiny but tough creatures on the moon tiny but tough got it headline number two cousins photograph mothman sitting under a tree reflecting (laughs) (laughs) cousins photograph mothman sitting under a tree reflecting (laughs) 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 oh man that's so funny and headline number three bottle redemption center opens new service collecting amazon boxes what bottle redemption center opens new service collecting amazon boxes bottle redemption okay 
What did you think I said? I don't know. My brain just didn't compute. <laughs> Bottle redemption. Like a place to take your cans to. No, I understand that, but I'm trying to write it down. So can you repeat it one more time? Bottle Redemption Center opens new service collecting Amazon boxes. Thank you. You're welcome. Are our neighbors vacuuming? Why, of course. It's only <laughs> nine o'clock at night. <laughs> Why wouldn't you vacuum? I don't know. They had a rough night over there. We heard the smoke alarm go off. Now they're yeah. vacuuming. Yeah. Hope everything's okay. Jeez, hope dinner was all right. Yikes. Meanwhile, my cat's asleep on my legs. I hope you didn't have any wet bread for dinner over there. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume not. They're probably just vacuuming up those, those crumbs, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. That bread is not wet enough. No. It's dry. It's toasted. It is toast. So, okay. Crashed spacecraft yes. left tiny but tough creatures on the moon. Yeah. Crashed spacecraft may have left tiny but tough creatures on the moon. Wow. Yeah. So it is not a human space, space, spacecraft. Spacecraft. I'm so sorry. Could be. But why are they tiny? Mm, there's tiny stuff out there. Tiny but tough creatures? Yeah. You mean like pizza rat? Could be a bunch of pizza rats out there on that uh, spacecraft. There's so much cheese to make a good pizza, don't you think? There's a whole moon of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> tiny but tough creatures. You know, if you go past the Sea of Tranquility, you end up at Gouda Falls. Oh. It's beautiful. Beautiful this time of space year yeah i like in old shows when they would just add the word space to stuff to make it seem futuristic like with their <laughs> outer space like well according to my space watch it's now space o'clock <laughs> i am from outer space of course space 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 <laughs> uh or just add something like beep boop boop <laughs> right let me check oh it's definitely an alien <laughs> hmm, my space alien detector went off beep boop boop <laughs> so how how long ago did this uh, spacecraft crash. Uh, I, it was fairly recently. Oh, so it was recent. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't um, like a whole new creature uh, species was crashed on the moon and then like 60 years later we've discovered that they're still living there. Right, right. Although maybe that could happen though. I wonder if that could... Well, I guess you would only have a, a finite amount of uh, life-giving uh, stuff like water and air. On a spaceship? You know, I, I know that for our life purposes, uh, water equals life. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we can necessarily say that that's true for all living things in the galaxy. True. Don't you think? It, yeah. I mean, there. If if people think that there are other living species out there, then I would assume that there are other necessary things that keep them alive that may not just be water. Like maybe it's yeah. something else. Maybe it's just mercury or something. Right. Right. 
Because anytime there's been a description of like an alien abduction or like a uh, drawing of anything, you've never seen an alien holding like a big like sports water bottle in their hand. I know. Like, like you must stay hydrated. Yeah. You never see that. Um, sometimes they wear uh, tiny sweatbands though. So <laughs> I think do. that means that they perspire a bit. <laughs> and they do perspire. And then maybe that's what they drink. Yeah. Maybe it's like a whole recycling type situation. Yeah. They self-sustain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they s- drink their sweat drink their sweat stains they sweat into their sweatbands and then they squeeze it into their bottles i knew that's where that image was gonna head and i i didn't like it and i made the face as you said the words and i still didn't like it you did it did not like it yeah <laughs> uh it is gross you're right it is, it is super gross but uh, but it might be what happens that we don't know we don't know anything we don't know a thing we if it ain't got that swing. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what tiny, tough creatures there might be. Cats? Um, Could be like an insect, maybe, right? Those it, are tough. Bumblebees. Those are tough. That's true. Um, Do bumblebees drink water? See the crustaceans. Yeah. Uh, like a bumblebee wouldn't drink water, would it? Would it need water? What is a bumblebee? You know, I don't know. I don't think, it, I don't think you see a bumblebee like with its little wings like splashing water into its mouth by the river i'm not <laughs> i'm not particularly sure i know how bees get their nutrients like i know that they collect pollen and then create honey but i suppose i don't actually because it's not like they eat it and then digest it and then poop it out that's not what honey is but right and they're not making honey to eat it. They're right. Why are they making it? <laughs> I don't know. Why I don't do- know. Why do I do this every day? I don't know. Get back to work, Carl. <laughs> Shut up. You're making the honey because we need the honey. Just you're getting your overtime now. Zip it. <laughs> if I hear one more talk of a union, I'm going to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> I'm the queen. <laughs> I need that honey. I know the, the queen is going to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the queen. <laughs> Hush it up, Carl. <laughs> or whatever that voice was. Mama needs her honey. <laughs> <laughs> she likes it sticky. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> that wasn't even meant to be dirty. It was just like honey is sticky. It's just a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, it's dirty, um, but it's all right. Um, are crustaceans you mentioned too? Yeah. Um, maybe crabs. Yeah. Crabs are tiny. Right, and they live in water, so I don't imagine they drink water, right? Oh. Or do they? Well, I guess through their gills. Is that what they call those things? I don't like crabs have gills. Crabs don't have gills. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I am a simple, yes, simple I'm a, man. I'm so earnest. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know anything. I've been out of school for a long time and I don't remember a thing. <laughs> Fish have gills. Fish have gills. I don't believe that crabs or lobsters have gills. They have lungs? Uh, no. They might have some kind of sack they breathe out of. I don't know. Can I look this up? A breathing sack. Yeah, go right ahead. Of course. I'm going to type in breathing sack. Breathing sack. That, that should That cause. should get nothing but uh, honest, nothing wholesome results. Not a thing. Not anything weird. Uh, how do crabs breathe? That must be a popular question. Really? That auto-filled? Yeah. Nice. Crabs, like many sea-dwelling creatures, have... Oh, they do have gills. Oh, well, you, you were, were so adamant about there not being gills. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they would. Maybe I'm not a simpleton after all. I never said you were. 
Sounds like you said it. <laughs> oh, that was me. That was me. <laughs> uh, this is from Box Hill Pizzeria Crab Facts. What? what? What kind of website is that? Wait, they have like pizza with crab on it? I don't it? know. That sounds vile. I don't, I don't think it gets into that. Um, oh. it, anyway, so it says crabs, like many sea dwelling creatures, have gills that they use to extract oxygen from the water in order to breathe. Oh, okay. So they use the gills to breathe on land, too. Type in, do crabs drink water? Lobsters have five pairs of gills, each attached to one of their ten legs. Oh, that's weird. Wow. Imagine having like a nose at the end of each of your extremities. Well, that's really unfortunate. (laughs) Man, crabs are gross. Yeah, I don't like anything crusty. Uh, <laughs> me either you can keep them um what about yeah the uh, crabs uh, do store water in their bladder blood and specialized pockets throughout their bodies wow yeah who knew huh um okay so what are other tiny but mighty creatures ants 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 are very mighty very they, they can lift like 10 times their own weight i know they yeah. they they have they are tiny little armies and maybe they're so tiny that they could survive the vacuum of space and maybe the uh the radiation and stuff in space so i think that's another thing too right like you have to wear protective gear the space suit is not just for air air and to keep you but i think like you would like I think if you were like exposed walking around on the moon if you if that was even possible uh-huh I think you would um when your skin freeze it's really cold but I think there's also like I think you're also like hit with like radiation and stuff in space right like from the sun and whatnot really I, think I, so. I hadn't really ever thought about that like I think the spacesuit protects you from like poisonous radiation that's out there oh in addition to its other many other functions such as being able to make jiffy pop popcorn in your each leg a lot of people don't know that wow fills right up with popcorn sweet Mm -hmm. treat while you're out there fixing that international space station (laughs) (laughs) i'm a cuddle corner myself (laughs) if you want if you how do you get it up your pant leg and into your face that's what she said it's not, well i suppose you could like shimmy your arm out of your sleeve and like reach down and right put it in your mouth maybe but. that's what those little robotic arms are you see on the side of the spaceship it's just to reach into your pants to grab you a handful of popcorn but then it would be exposing you that's true i don't understand the logistics of this mm, well maybe the popcorn is meant for more inside the the space uh Space. Oh, for insulation purposes? It's in, for insulation, but then you eat it once you get back inside the space dining room, inside the space Space spacecraft. dining room. I'm sure yeah. they have plenty of room for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's a space cafeteria. They, they in have there. a whole China set in there. <laughs> they do. Uh, yeah, yeah, cafeteria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the, if you listen to the original moon landing video, uh, you actually hear the popcorn popping. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. You just got yeah, to turn up the volume a little bit. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> what Do you think they wash it down with moon shoes? <laughs> I think it is. I think it is moon, moon aid. Moon aid. Moon aid. Moon aid. Yeah. Moon aid. Yeah. It sounds so fancy. Yeah. Well, mm. you know what, what a lot of, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, Buzz Aldrin who was the first to wear the popcorn pants. Yeah. Uh, he was actually a colonel in the Air Force. See your way out. 
Because that joke was corny. Ah! High five. That was beautiful. I want to marry you all over again, you corny son of a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we're probably in agreement. Whoa, I got a little too close there. I think we're probably in agreement then that the um, whatever this is, it's probably something small and crusty or something that uh, I, I don't imagine it's like a monkey or a, like a, a dog no. or something. I don't think it's like any sort of mammal or anything. Yeah. I think ha- it's like a tiny little insect. Yeah. Something that can survive without like food, water and stuff like that or air. I'm going to guess ants. I'm going to guess ants too. Mm-hmm. So what do you think that could do? Like if we're... If something, like maybe we sent something up there or another country or somebody sent something up there, something happened and then something is stranded there. Like, do you think we're screwing up the universe? Like, what if ants aren't supposed to be on the moon and it causes some kind of weird reaction and then a piece of the moon breaks off with an ant on it and it floats for thousands of years and then lands on a planet that is like super small and the ants gigantic and just crushes everybody kills off the whole world. Then that piece floats off somewhere else. It could cause an intergalactic (laughs) calamity. Maybe that's what meteorites are. Yeah, you could be right. And the light years are just so far that by the time it lands onto the earth again, the life force that it was connected to is already dead because it was so long ago already i I feel that way just flying cross country (laughs) 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 let's move let's move on to this uh mothman (laughs) reflecting do you think the mothman reflects about the stars i think the mothman is a very sensitive mothman (laughs) (laughs) cousins photograph mothman sitting under tree reflecting like into a, a babbling brook or just maybe jotting down his thoughts. That's kind of what I imagine. I imagine like a more of like a Henry David Thoreau Mothman where he's just, just kind of like biting at a pencil. Yeah. Yeah. He's sitting like with like one knee up, you know, kind of underneath a tree, one, his arm casually draped over the knee. The uh, occasional shuttle or shutter of his uh, wings. <laughs> exactly. As the wind blows the branches, the, the wings also get a flutter in. Yeah. Maybe he has like a little glass uh, jug of lemonade with like some lemons floating in it. Mm-hmm. What if what if the Mothman is a painter and uh, it could be. the Mothman's just there to like reflect, but also just take some me time, you yeah. know, just take that time to just have a, a relaxing paint and, and maybe... Um, not look at something other than terror for a moment. Right, because the Mothman's always there as the harbinger of of bad things about to happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he just likes to paint. What do you think, uh, what kind of things do you think the Mothman paints? Hmm. Perhaps the shadows of the souls that he's engulfed. <laughs> wow, that went dark real quick. <laughs> it's the Mothman. I was thinking maybe it's like a still life of like a cheese wheel and some apples, maybe. <laughs> Just some real, real basic shapes. <laughs> Just having fun with it, you know. Hmm. Not too serious. No, there's some depth to that. Yeah, art. he's got a lot of. There's a lot behind those dark eyes. Maybe, maybe he does uh, paint a bowl of fruit, and it's just half eaten with flies flying around it you know maybe it's just a garbage pile (laughs) 
you can see beauty in a lot of different things in the world. And, and just because the Mothman may have uh, a different perspective as to what he proclaims is beautiful does not mean that we should shame him for that. That's true. That is true. Everything's beautiful in its own way. Yeah. Even the Mothman sees beauty in the abstract. Yeah. And that, (laughs) that, those beady red eyes that he sees through. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I like the idea of like, uh, urban legend type creatures just, uh, like on an average day, because they can't constantly be warning people of stuff. I know. The Slender Man can't constantly be killing kids. Like, imagine the Slender Man just like on a swing set. <laughs> you know, like that's that's a fun image. Like imagine Slender Man just kind of standing in front of the microwave looking down at the floor waiting for like a... <laughs> lean cup, cuisine. A lean cuisine to get done cooking. <laughs> 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 and of course it's the chicken barbecue pizza because it's the best goddamn one they make <laughs> i'm partial to the spinach the and mushroom spinach one. and mushroom pizza is pretty good too uh <laughs> the mothman mi- folding or the mothman and Slenderman folding a fitted sheet together <laughs> <laughs> they're roommates you're my best friend <laughs> it's like a the odd couple <laughs> <laughs> Mothman, what am I gonna do with you? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what Slenderman sounds like. Never pick up after yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like Slenderman has all of his like bloody knives laying around like all over the place. <laughs> I like to imagine uh Bigfoot uh just <laughs> strolling strolling through the forest not not doing anything of importance maybe just picking some daisies and yeah. smelling them perhaps playing the he loves me he loves me not game <laughs> you know like maybe maybe uh maybe bigfoot's just laying in a a field somewhere just staring up at the clouds <laughs> and he sees himself up there he's like look and then no one's around oh so for like one lone photographer but like he can never really prove it it's never in focus he can never get the right he lens and by the time he reaches into his bag he's gone yeah gotta be yeah. quick yeah <laughs> the mothman in a lean cuisine <laughs> uh what other what other mythical creatures are there uh chupacabra yeah yeah so emit and then like just maybe chasing a butterfly uh maybe um just uh t- just <laughs> just, just, just uh, taking a little snooze uh, out on on the the sunny side of a rock, you know, <laughs> just like really enjoying that. I like how our interpretations of this, like yours, are all outdoors and like whimsical. Mine have so far just been like a microwave. <laughs> knives laying around <laughs> mine are all taking place indoors yours are all taking place outdoors but that that's how our our <laughs> how, that's how we are as people it really is it's so funny to i'm me. out for an adventure <laughs> seeing seeing beautiful things in the world <laughs> i don't know that's really funny <laughs> chupacabra just skipping through a meadow yeah i like that do you think a chupacabra can can skip? Well, 
Don't they have four, lo- four legs? Aren't they kind of like not a dog, but kind of like a dog, yeah, but also right. kind of like scary? Yeah, it's like a, a wolf dog, demon dog. I'm trying to think of what else. What else is mythical? Um, what about like a fairy? Mm-hmm. Just... Um, what about a fairy in a rage room? That's that's not something that you would expect. <laughs> it's unusual. You know what I mean? Like fairies are like so delicate, but you know that there's probably times where they're like, the cat tried to eat me again. Right. <laughs> I'm going to smash some TVs. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Uh, I imagine the Loch Ness Monster in a rage room, but it's like just, it can just barely fit in there. It's like squished. <laughs> like, please let me out of here. This is a terrible idea. Just that in itself is rageful. <laughs> just bursts out. Um, so why particularly are, so just cousins out for a stroll. So they must be like, yeah, I think there's a, I think they took a photo. I feel it, like the only time that country, the, the only time that cousins are friends is when you grow up in the country. <laughs> that is true. I think you're correct with that. <laughs> is that true? I don't know. Yeah. I'm, well, I was kind of friends with my cousins sort of. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean, we didn't fair. hang out a lot. Maybe, maybe it's just self perspective. That's all I know. No, I think you're, I think you're probably correct with that. Uh, so I imagine the cousins were out doing cousin stuff in the woods and uh, oh. they saw something off in the distance. Oh, that sounded bad, didn't it? Yeah. That, nothing weird. Nothing gross. Just fun stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, like skipping rocks or whatever cousins do. And they saw something off in the distance and took a picture and it kind of has become like a viral sensation where it looks like the Mothman uh, reflecting. <laughs> maybe it's something else entirely. Or maybe it is the mythical Mothman. Maybe it's just uh, they happen to catch uh, a moth or butterfly close up to their lens of their camera and then just like in terms of perspective it oh, looks like okay. the mothman is reflecting in the forefront but actually go. it's just an uh, actual, actual moth, moth. man yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just an actual moth man uh what about uh if if the the mothman was uh just just taking a breather maybe maybe he had a rough night maybe he hung over it's kind of well you know the mothman you're right i mean the mothman seeing what it sees is probably very forlorn yeah worn out yeah so you probably want to go out and have a drink after trying to warn and you're trying to warn people of like impending doom but you're a mothman you can't speak very well yeah all you do is flutter around and people think something bad might happen he can't just call the newspaper and say what's going to happen. Like he, so maybe maybe he's just it's like frustrating for him, leaning on a stump, having a bourbon and smoking a cigar. Yeah, yeah. Like a like a detective who's really seen some shit. Yeah, real gumshoe. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're just right. Like uh, these city streets. <laughs> <laughs> no one a, will ever understand what I've seen. It was another rainy day in rural Pennsylvania where I make my home. <laughs> Yeah. Right next to the fireworks slash porn store. They're everywhere in here in rural <laughs> Pennsylvania. They really are. <laughs> if you've never driven through Pennsylvania, there's just a whole stretch. There's a whole stretch where it's just fireworks and porn shops. And then... And Confederate for, flags everywhere. For just a moment, you look over to the right and there's this little area of water and there's a tiny Statue of Liberty. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what the story is behind it, but it's there. Pennsylvania is a strange state. Super strange. I don't get it. It just seems weird. 
The kind of place where a Mothman would live. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to uh, our Bottle Redemption Center that decides to start collecting Amazon boxes. Yeah, or just uh, packages in general. So just empty boxes, right? Yeah, but primarily Amazon. That's where most people are shopping nowadays. So uh, what do you think their ulterior motive is to that? Um, are they are they um, collecting these because it's the holidays and maybe they're filling it with gifts of some sort? Oh, it could be. Um, are they using them just to put their bottles in? Are they actually recycling them like they are everything else? I, I my thought was it was a, re- a recycling, like they were paying you for the boxes and they were getting reimbursed. For oh, so the you're recycling. just recycling them. That's it. Yeah. I don't think they're using them. I mean, what, I mean, what would they, uh, I guess you could, <laughs> here you go, kid. Put Merry bottles Christmas. in, I guess. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's an empty six pack. No, I mean like, I know. like they could take, wait, this is, this is what I thought. Okay, so I was thinking if you take those boxes, because sometimes Amazon does this around the holidays, you can mm-hmm. take an Amazon box and then like be able to, if I can remember, I can't, but you could take an Amazon box and fill it with like gifts and then mail it to oh, like, really? like somewhere that needs stuff. Oh, yeah. I think you're describing Amazon. No, I mean like, oh. <laughs> like people who need things at the holidays, okay. as in like needy people not okay. just not greedy people gotcha okay and so what if this redemption center was collecting s- these boxes so that they could take a portion of the redemption money mm-hmm. that maybe they get when they turn in their share of bottles because it's not like they keep the bottles and then they're like well now what we gave away all our money (laughs) now i'm stuck with this giant warehouse full of bottles so maybe if you bring (laughs) a box and uh a bunch of bottles to return uh there's uh, a chance to take proceeds and and give it to people who need it i like that idea i don't know that's that's i'm just talking it out i like it that's a good idea this is a good time of the year for such a, an occasion. So you're thinking that these boxes are just meant to be returned here to clean up the streets. You don't get anything in return. Well, maybe it's a thing where you get like two cents a bottle. You know what I mean? Like you get like five cents a bottle. Like you maybe you get two cents a box or something. Well, it's not like the five cents that you're getting back is something that you've earned. You've already paid for it. That's true. I never really thought of it that way. Yeah. Like th- every time you buy a can of something in New York State anyway. Yeah. You've already paid for that five cent redemption. So then you're just getting it back when you return them. And you're getting them back from a third party that had nothing to do with the original transaction. Yeah. I don't trust that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't make up the rules. This whole thing is crazy. I guess that's why they have signs where you can only bring in so many items to recycle. So you're not like uh, stealing them or, you know what I mean? Getting them from somewhere else and cashing them in. Yeah. They want it to be from people that have actually paid into it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. So, what is the incentive? So, the, if somebody, so it must, if this is, if this is what's happening, then I would imagine that the state is somehow reimbursing these businesses for collecting this. Maybe they're getting some kind of 
benefit for helping uh, to cl- keep the environment clean. Yeah, like a, a, some sort of reinforcement to help recycle. Right, Just right. Just general recycling. And then they're sharing some of that with the people that are bringing the stuff in. They're keeping a piece of it for themselves and mm-hmm. it helps to kind of clean up the the amount of uh, boxes going to the landfills and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a nice idea. Why did I never think that we're paying? Like, now I feel bad about throwing those cans away all the time. That's why I kept yelling at you. I thought you were just yelling because you loved aluminum. No, I was yelling at you because we've already paid for that five cents. You're right. I know. Okay. I know. I know you like hearing that. (laughs) Do you think, you know, maybe thinking about the story from last week about the Papa John's uh disposable boxes maybe this is something that uh online retailers could learn from maybe maybe it's time for a new way to ship things a more sustainable approach perhaps plastic bags of course plastic they can be reused they can be washed out (laughs) (laughs) that little white strip on there you can write on there what the item is and then remail it it's perfect You'd always know what's inside. <laughs> Definitely not going to screw up the order. You can see it. Yeah. I and th- it could be stolen. I was thinking about this today because I did buy some plastic bags today at the at the, um, at the grocery store. Um, and of course, as we're checking out, they asked if you wanted, if plastic bags were okay. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, they're okay. I'm buying bags right now. So why not put them in another plastic bag? But anyway... Uh, the grocery stores in our state are phasing out plastic uh, in the coming year. But anyway, uh, certain things I don't want to give up that are plastic. I'm not there. I'm not 100% on board with uh, recycling. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that, that I may be, uh, sound like a monster. You do. But um, You're a real mothman of the environment. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Ziploc bags, like there's not like an alternative for those right now. Yeah. Uh... I like that. There convenience. must be somewhere, and we just aren't aware Maybe of. Maybe we're not aware of. If you're aware of a Ziploc bag alternative that actually is affordable and makes sense, and don't just say paper bags <laughs> <laughs> or purses. You can't put leftover spaghetti sauce in a paper bag. <laughs> you can't. Or a purse. That's that's the beauty of plastic bags. You could put leftover pizza in a plastic bag, leftover sauce in a plastic bag. You could put in potato chips into a plastic bag and take them to work with you. You can put K-cups in there and take them to work, which is also an environmental disaster. I think, I think that it's it's too much to try and change everything overnight. So if we're at least reducing the plastic bags that we're getting from the grocery store, but still using Ziploc bags, I mean, okay. it's better than not doing nothing at all. That's true. You're not right. doing anything at all. I got to think about how many negatives I use there. That was like a quadruple negative, and Ooh. I think you made it a positive. Thank you. <laughs> I do my best to make things positive. <laughs> except for pregnancy tests. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Those are always negative. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, you're, I think you might be right. I think we're, we can make a small uh, uh, baby step towards this uh, yeah. plastic-free world. Yeah. But plastic was like the... You know, in the 60s, plastic was like the future of the world. Yeah. Like chemicals and plastic will save us all. Yeah. And look where it got us. Um, 
A lot has changed. <laughs> yes. Since a lot the of 1960s. A lot of things have changed for the better in so many areas of life. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> we still have lots of improving to do. Yeah, plastic among the least uh, important. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. One year at a time. We're getting there. Together we can. <laughs> Dylan 2020. I like that. That was really catchy. <laughs> Someone could use that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't really think about the uh the sort of impact that uh that kind of stuff has. I mean, I, I imagine you probably could ship things in a in a container that was both secure. Like I'm sure this stuff exists there. That there's stuff that is secure and it's makes sense to use probably right now the cost is the inhibitor of it and over time like you said as we start to phase things in and phase things out eventually it'll probably make sense economically for companies to do to use something different yeah you know or coming up with come up with a plastic bag that's not going to kill the environment right or maybe coming up with something that is easy to recycle at home Right. You know. Right. Easily sort of uh, biodegradable. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe it takes a exactly. couple weeks to biodegrade or something. You yeah. Know, you set it in the backyard. Really nice. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, you've got mushrooms growing back out there. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I like mushrooms. Yeah. Me too. Hmm. Grow a little portabella. <laughs> baby Bellas. Little baby Bella. So yeah. Maybe that. Maybe they can make packaging out of mushrooms. I don't know. Just a baby Bella falling apart with like your Amazon order inside of it. And that's not very secure. Ooh, no. <laughs> I don't like it. Probably eventually though with Amazon though, when they start uh, deploying drones to deliver things, they'll mm-hmm. probably not even need to have those kinds of boxes anymore because things could probably just be covered in like a wrapping of some kind. And then if, if the thing is secure enough, it could, I mean, some things are going to, sometimes the drone's probably going to drop it, but there's a probably a minimal risk there. But, um, things could be delivered in a a way where maybe the packaging could be altered in in a, in a more eco-friendly way Mm -hmm. as we have drones zigzagging across the skies everywhere. (laughs) That seems safe. That doesn't, that seems very terrible for the environment. (laughs) They're they're running on diesel gas. I know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When we cut down on boxes, but uh, the smog is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Every city is just under a black cloud. (laughs) Delivery smog. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's no. so sad. It's like 1970s Los Angeles again or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. So you are telling me that one of these headlines is real. Yeah, as far-fetched as they all seem, one of these is actually a legitimate story that I came across this week. Hmm. What do you think it is? I think I'm going to guess the Cousins. <laughs> those wacky cousins those always, wacky cousins always taking photos in the woods yeah uh well tiffany that is a fake headline wow yeah that came to me as i was about to fall asleep last night <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> it's very funny <laughs> it, it's very believable okay so what about a uh, crashed spacecraft with tiny creatures. Well, that sounds highly impossible, Tiffany, but it is in fact a true story. Wow. Yeah, from okay. CNN. 
What? Crashed spacecraft may have left tiny but tough creatures on the moon. I thought this was for sure going to be from like Oddity Central or no, something. Your favorite. A, <laughs> I'm sure they covered this as well. Are you familiar with, uh, um, I'm not sure how you say this, tardigrades? Also known as water bears or moss piglets? What the hell are those? That thing. Oh, oh, I have seen those before. Yeah, it's like a microscopic they type. They do look like weird piglets they do they lots like, of little legs it looks like you're looking at the back end of a pig <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it looks like one of those like worm glow worm toys from the 80s oh yeah that that just let itself go yeah <laughs> it, it did <laughs> it just ate nothing but it. Uh, just ate nothing but fruit roll-ups and uh, jolt cola for 25 years and every day is thanksgiving <laughs> there's you know how much wet bread this thing has had in the last 72 hours uh, so from cnn crash spacecraft may have left tiny but tough creatures on the moon so it goes like this from cnn you've heard of men on the moon but what about moss piglets that was my nickname in high school moss piglet <laughs> Would you believe they put a moss piglet on the moon? Piglet on the moon. Piglet, are you goofing on Elvis? Hey, water bear. <laughs> Thousands of tardigrades, also known as water bears and moss piglets, were on board the bear sheet spacecraft when they it sound so cute I'm they sorry. really do it sounds like a good like saturday morning cartoon for kids moss piglet water bear tardigrades <laughs> hey kids collect every moss piglet <laughs> <laughs> there's fuzzy there's scuzzy there's all around buzzy <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> and Dolores. <laughs> Dolores and Carl. That's their <laughs> They're the humans like that take care of like yeah. uh, the chipmunks. The chipmunks have uh what's his name? Uh was Elvin Simon Theodore and then there's like a Dave. They have Dave. Is yes. there is there uh I had to say all their names to land <laughs> to land upon the one human name. Uh yeah, maybe Dolores and Carl are the humans that oversee the moss piglets. Yeah. They live in their eyebrows or something. Yeah, live in their eyebrows. <laughs> they're, they're tiny. <laughs> okay, go ahead. So the bear sheet spacecraft uh, crash landed on the moon back in April. Uh, the tiny creatures are incredibly hardy and can survive extremely low temperatures and harsh conditions. And the ARC Mission Foundation, which sent them into space, believes some may have survived. Tardigrades are pudgy little animals no longer than one millimeter. They live in water or in the film of water on plants or lichens or moss and can be found all over the world in the most extreme environments from icy mountains and polar regions to the balmy equator and the depths of the sea. I was wondering what those were. I like I know I've seen them before, but I wasn't really yeah. sure like what, what is it? They were, yeah. Yeah, in an attempt to create a Noah's Ark or backup for Earth. Nonprofit organization, the Ark Mission, sent a lunar library. Is that where we are right now? <laughs> We're having an Earth backup? Do We're, we really want to do that? We got to put a backup of the Earth in the cloud, which is the moon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a stack of DVD-sized discs that act as an archive of 30 million pages of information about the planet and the moon, or to the moon. 
Along with the library, Arch Mission sent human DNA samples and a payload of tardigrades, which have been dehydrated into space. Those better have been geniuses. Like, <laughs> actual geniuses. It was actually just Dolores and Carl that did this. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Dolores yeah, and Carl. Those from uh, Palmdale, California. They just they had a rocket in their backyard. Yeah. Some old fireworks and it just things got oh, out of hand. Oh, that's so nice, though. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a real bonding experience. <laughs> so they. this is a quote from them. Uh, we chose them because they are special. They are the toughest form of life we know. They can survive in practically any planetary cataclysm. They can survive in the vacuum of space and they can survive radiation, says Nova Spivak, co-founder founder of the Arch of the Ark Mission Foundation. Wow. Tardigrades have eight legs and claws at the end, a brain and a central nervous system. Dang. And, and a sucker like pharynx behind their mouth which can pierce food. The Ark mission put the creatures in a state of suspended animation where the body dries out and the metabolism slows down to as little as 0.01% of its normal rate. In that state you can later rehydrate them in a laboratory and wake them up and they will be alive again. Oh my God. That bizarre. I it just, I trying to imagine such a tiny, tiny creature and then not only discovering it, but then studying it to the point where you understand that it has a brain and a central nervous system. Right. Right. And then to decide to torture it by just dehydrating it and then seeing if it'll come back to life by dropping water on it. Like that's some, fucked up shit it's like it's like it's like dr frankenstein ish yeah it's bizarre yeah notice how i use the proper phrase of dr frankenstein instead of frankenstein's monsters yeah. like most people make that don't mm-hmm. make that distinction properly i, I know you're you're so smart babe <laughs> Uh, let's see. It says uh, researchers hope that along with the tardigrades, the majority of the information from the lunar library survived the impact of the crash and can be used to regenerate human life in millions of years. Best case scenario is the library is fully intact, sitting on a nice shady hillside of the moon for a billion years. In the distant future, it might be rediscovered by our descendants or by a future form of intelligent life that may evolve long after we're gone. Wow. From the DNA cells we've included, you could clone us and regenerate the human race and other plants and animals, he concluded. That's kind of crazy. Wow. Do you think just because like a society is really super advanced that they would find a stack of DVDs and know what to do with them. I know. I think about that too. Um, like a, like a, um, what do you, uh, 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 time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think at some point, maybe one of our fake headlines included a, a time capsule at some point. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did talk about that at one point. Um, so, because we've sent like records into space and just wacky stuff. Yeah, so I kind of remember talking about that and and discussing uh, how how do we expect that this information is going to be easily translated if we just put it on like this object? Like, it, there's no. It just seems so um, crazy to try and determine like this thing this little object holds data versus like, how would you know that versus like rocks that clearly have some sort of drawing or language on them. Mm -hmm. You know, when you look at, um, hieroglyphics or anything like that, uh, like that, that is clear that, that, okay, this is data that, uh, leads us to what this race may have been trying to communicate to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I don't know how you would do that with yeah. with data on a DVD and then expect that another life force would understand what the hell that was. Right. It's not like they have a device that they can scan and be like, beep, beep, up, there's information on this thing. Let's take it to the archive room. Yeah. It's strange. But also, on the flip side, how how are you supposed to archive all of that necessary information in a space flight way that would not be like uh new york city library sized ship you know right right (laughs) could you imagine like if this if there is some kind of calamity that wipes everything out and then we start building again and then eventually we are able to get to the moon and we find this and then we've been able to, oh, yeah, I think I heard about DVDs before from my great-grandfather yeah. before he died. Yeah. Um, great-grandfather would probably be great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather. Anyway, um, and then they're able to, like, rediscover, like, this whole history. Mm-hmm. I guess it's possible. But they'd have to have find the right adapter, though, for the DVD. Yeah. Then they got to go on Amazon. You got to hope that Amazon's been oh. created again. So then you could then order it on the internet, which you also hope has been created again. Maybe they they are still offering one hour shipping. <laughs> <laughs> A drone will fly to the moon for you. Yep. <laughs> oh, thank you for delivering this package, not in cardboard. We have a real problem with uh, recycling right now <laughs> in our new baby society. <laughs> it's just a droid. <laughs> <laughs> job yeah thank you that was fun are you prepared for my three headlines oh yeah Hey guys, for you, the listeners of Fake Headlines Podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. You know, recently I used a credit to download uh, Pet Cemetery by Stephen King, and it was narrated by Michael C. Hall. Well, that sounds delightful. It was awesome. It was uh, thrilling, and uh, it really helped me get through my workday. It was America's favorite author with America's favorite serial killer. Yeah, it was like a match made in Pet Cemetery Heaven. <laughs> now, Tiffany, where can our uh, friends and listeners get a uh, trial, the free trial? Oh, yeah. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash fakeheadpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash fakeheadpod for your free audiobook. Bye. Okay, so, Kevin, here are my three headlines. Alrighty, let's have them. A man with extreme perspiration through his feet... Oh, God. ...calls himself the human snail. Oh, my God! (laughs) What? (laughs) That's disgusting! Human snail. A man with extreme perspiration through his feet calls himself the human. (laughs) So despicable. You think that bread's too wet? This guy's feet are too wet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, this may be the most vile thing ever. (laughs) Oh, just a sopping wet foot. It's freezing in here, Carl. Why is your foot soaking wet? I'm, I, have a, I have snail feet, Dolores. Now get those tardigrades ready. 
Because we got to go to the mall. School shopping. And then to the moon. (laughs) First the mall, then the moon. (laughs) Tardigrades in space coming this fall. (laughs) Headline number two. We got to find a cure for dad's sweaty feet. You know where I think we could find that? The moon. Let's go to the moon, guys. (laughs) Those feet are out of this world. (laughs) I know. Only the cold vacuum in space can co- stop the sweat. <laughs> did you want to keep going or did oh, you want to hear the yeah, other two headlines? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're having fun. We're having a good time. <laughs> okay. Headline number two. Headline number two. Nail footed man. <laughs> uh, homeowner chops down a hundred year old tree and finds a message in a bottle. Uh-oh. Homeowner chops down a one hundred year old tree, finds message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. Okay. And headline number three, patient pet owner gets her 17 cats and dogs to pose for a photo together. (laughs) Patient pet owner gets her 17 cats and dogs to pose for a photo together. Wow, that's patience. I know. That's her name. (laughs) Her name is Patience Virtue. Mm Mm-hmm. The fourth. Yes. Wait, you don't call women the fourth, do you? You can. Have you ever heard that before? There's no reason why you can't. I, I'm not saying you can't. I have, I have heard of um, a daughter being named after her mother before. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess. I guess I have heard that before. But I think the whole reason why there's like first, second, third, fourth is patriarchy. Yeah, it totally mm. is. Yeah. Royal. Royal bullshit. Royal bullshit. Royal bullshit. But anyway, All you right. know what's uh, royally disgusting? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. A man nicknaming himself... The snail. Human snail. The human snail. I wonder if his toes are like snail shells. They're like rounded and like ball, hard balls. I don't think it's like that. Oh, that made me upset. Do you, think the, do you think the bottom of his feet? I can't feet help are like, that my voice just did that. It just. Uh, do you think the bottom of his feet feel like a snail? Like they're real squishy. Like there's like a squishy layer down there. It's probably like real. Leaves a slime trail. That's exactly it. His oh, feet are God. so wet that he can't really be barefoot anywhere oh. because it's going to be noticeable. Like if he yeah. walks in someone's house, it's just going to be like he just got out of the shower uh, but you know what the, the guy does a real service for the neighborhood kids though because in the summertime when he wears crocs it's like a fun water park oh, oh god <laughs> that is a I don't know if I should yell that my neighbors know I'm okay <laughs> I think we're gonna there's gonna be a welfare check done on this apartment <laughs> if they see me in the morning they'll know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're fine everybody we're fine we're fine we're good don't worry about us keep vacuuming yep 
<laughs> we're all good <laughs> i've never seen you yell in such a manner <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross <laughs> really it's so gross Kev. I, feel, I feel like that joke hurt you in a way that requires repair <laughs> it requires repair <laughs> uh that's vile i mean he, does he sweat through well i guess he couldn't sweat through like a something with like a rubber sole but uh it, well i i assume he needs very uh breathable socks and shoes uh, like cro- otherwise he crocs he doesn't need- otherwise it's gonna be like walking in an ocean every day oh it's gonna be a hot ocean yeah his feet like they have to breathe but you also have to let out the water maybe there's like a little trap door on the shoe <laughs> like every once in a while it's like like it's like you've never been in band but (laughs) in band class there's this disgusting thing that trombone and trumpet players do where they have like this little like lever uh in like one of the bends of the instrument Mm -hmm. and so it like you like push it up and like all the spit just drains right out it's disgusting um also french horn players just turn it right upside down and just dump it right out isn't that disgusting yeah i have never played an instrument but i have eaten a lot of toast so my mind went to open up that trap door (laughs) on the toaster letting all those crumbs drop yeah (laughs) which always happens when you're not over the sink and they gotta get the goddamn vacuum out (laughs) yeah but yeah, I, I just imagine it's like the the little oh. the little lever where you empty the trombone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna go empty the old trombone, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what are you, some kind of conductor with that thing? <laughs> oh, uh, drain the trombone. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like he, he has a a good sense of humor about it to nickname himself oh, like he knows it's weird I, I assume it's like a medical condition where because sometimes it happens like if you have one issue addressed so maybe he sweat too much in his armpits oh uh, right and had the glands removed maybe or something yeah so then it just ended it just up going away. to another part of his body so now it comes out his feet sweat finds a way yeah sweat finds a way it finds a way <laughs> you gotta cool down somehow oh those hot feet Oh, God. Yeah. I don't think... uh, I think I would get the glands removed from my feet and then take my chances of where the sweat was going to come next. What if it was your butt? Oh, then I would get the butt glands removed. And what if it was your genitals? What if it was... Like, just that part above your belly, but, like, below your chest. Oh, where I sweat constantly because of my man boobs? Yes. (laughs) No, that's not. <laughs> I just you can see the dripping right now. Is that what you're no. saying? No, <laughs> I know that as a woman who wears a bra every day, uh, that that is a very uncomfortable place mm. to sweat when it's hot out. Like Ugh. you just. Ugh. They used to call me chesty snails in gym class. <laughs> they did not. Yeah, they did. What was it like doing a slip and slide? Oh, I didn't need anything. I you just, didn't need I, any water. You just like yeah, just. <laughs> Just got to throw myself on the ground and hopefully there's an incline there and I'm good to go. This guy can do risky business all the way. <laughs> oh, that's right. On a slip and slide. Uh. He has a lot of fun with it. That's so disgusting. Yeah, it really is. Oh, uh, 
there's got to be a way to stop that. Maybe just what if you just rub deodorant on your feet? Maybe or Would that clog it up. Well, antiperspirant because that's what yeah, you, stops the sweating. Deodorant just masks the smell. Yeah, you want it, something it to stop that sweat. Yes, yeah. you want something with aluminum in it that will clog those sweat pores up. So maybe he wears aluminum socks. <laughs> he just wraps foil around his feet. That's why his feet are so sweaty. He's yeah, wrapping foil. He's, he's doing it all wrong. It's a real chicken like, and egg scenario here. I think he's causing his own yeah. feet problems. Yeah. Maybe maybe he should just get, like you said, Crocs. Um, but install, uh, instead of... Instead of like having, you know, country boots with with spurs in them, he's just got tiny little fan blades that are just always going to <laughs> just to keep fans. to keep the air going. <laughs> to to keep him dry. You know? Like he needs some sure shoes. <laughs> little little propellers out of the bottom yeah, there. Yeah. Or maybe you could uh, put like a little like water wheel type thing so it makes like a mill. You have a little tiny mill you can run power That's how he charges his phone. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like he, his phone charges on hydropower from his foot. Yeah, he's like, look, you guys are a little behind on this, but this is better for the environment. You're yeah. still using plastic bags like disgusting people. Yeah, I'm using my own foot sweat to power a mill, which is charging my phone. F you, I'm an environmentalist. Water power. Water power. Foot water power. <laughs> that water power sounds like something that. Uh, Tarded, what is it again? Those things, <laughs> tardigans chant at a rally. <laughs> Tiny cute bears with suction faces. <laughs> those, <laughs> those moss piglets are always chanting water power. <laughs> <laughs> They're little faces. They're like the weirdest little thing, but also kind of cute. They look like uh, like fat s- snorks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about those. Remember the snorks? Yeah. They were they were the underwater Smurfs. Yeah, they do kind of look like that. They were a delight. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Uh, homeowner chops down a hundred year old tree and finds a message in a bottle. What if the message was, "Don't chop down this tree"? <laughs> <laughs> You've made a mistake. This this tree. <laughs> <laughs> this tree is a part of history. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not chop down this tree. You are cursed. Why did I bury this note in a bottle in a tree? Probably not my best idea. I probably could have put it on a DVD and sent it into space. <laughs> you would have had just the same likelihood of actually seeing it. Maybe it started out like not necessarily in the tree, but it grew into the oh, tree. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you know how like, like you like a a rope or something like if a rope is wrapped around a tree like eventually the tree is just kind of go kind of grow around it oh okay i didn't know that i don't know most i don't know most things i was not aware of that uh that's a thing what do you think the message is in the bottle though oh like a distressful message usually messages are in a bottle are more of like a call for help right it could be. Or it could just be like a friendly message. Well, maybe maybe this was intentionally left to be grown inside the tree. So maybe maybe at one point there was like a uh maybe maybe the person who put the message in a bottle um carved out a space in the tree. Oh, I put see. Put the bottle in there and was like if anyone ever chops this tree down, here's a treat. They will find a nice message. Uh, from me who lived at this house, uh, in, um, enjoyed it. 
What do you think? Uh, so it was like a kind message maybe about the house or maybe it was something disturbing about the house. Maybe it was. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was uh, a warning to be heeded. Or confession. Uh, or a confession. Like, uh, I buried my wife under this tree. <laughs> the other, or my wife I buried is- my wife under this tree. Or... I buried my wife under this tree. <laughs> yeah, th- that inflection is very important. Yeah. <laughs> so now the person who finds this message is like, I don't know how to interpret this. Uh, Do I involve the law? Probably under all circumstances. <laughs> I think you're correct. Either way, there's a body under this tree. <laughs> <laughs> I buried my wife under this tree in a human-sized bottle. Oh, no. That's weird. Um, you've heard of ships in a bottle. <laughs> now let's talk about wives hey, you want to put your wife in a bottle am i right ship in a bottle enthusiasts <laughs> put a cork in it i'll Boy, say you know how your wife's always nagging you to put down your tiny ship in a bottle you got a family to deal with here you can't just sit in this room all day devoted to ships and bottles you weirdo well tell her to just sail away and find her way into this bottle <laughs> it's a giant human-sized bottle meant for your wife <laughs> she'll love it <laughs> dress and her up so a- will you <laughs> Dress her up in your favorite outfits. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly a bag over her face. Oh. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> Comes with an anti-nagging cork. <laughs> for the bottle or for her oh, <laughs> mouth. Brother. Am I right? Jokes. <laughs> I like how we made uh, uh, Ships and Bottle a very misogynistic, sexist uh a pastime yeah <laughs> yeah as if the ship in a bottle wife in a bottle marketers would really hammer home that particular angle of things it's it's actually it sounds like something you would probably see on tv it does <laughs> act now and get a second wife in a bottle for just the cost of processing alone <laughs> <laughs> Use offer what a co- collection. <laughs> Use offer code fake headlines for 10% off your first wife in a bottle order. <laughs> Available now at wifeinabottle.org slash what? A wife in a bottle also sounds like a, a weird um, alcoholic beverage. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> or like, you know how like... You ever da- want to pour out your troubles? <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy a wife in a bottle, a one of one of a kind whiskey. Wife in a bottle on or wife in a bottle on the rocks. <laughs> a rough day, boy. I was there working on my ship in a bottle, and guess what happened? Tell me about it, hun. <laughs> you know how women are good listeners. <laughs> you know what you reminded me of when you said it like that. You reminded me of like you know how like diners, old fashioned diners, had like diner talk. Yeah, when they when someone would order like eggs, they'd be like two hen droppings or whatever. You know, what <laughs> you mean eggs or shit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two hen droppings. <laughs> <laughs> But someone's like, uh, yes, I'll have the uh, eggs over easy and the uh, sausage. Uh, Give me two wives in a bottle over easy. Hold the wife. (laughs) Yelling back to the diner. (laughs) Anything else for you, hon? (laughs) That's where that voice goes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's two two wives in a bottle. Hold the wife. And uh, one one toy train enthusiast and um, uh, and a miniature dolls. All right, I got it. (laughs) <laughs> she pops her her pencil back behind her ear and walks off <laughs> um <laughs> acting 
I want, we're not going to really uh, messages in bottles. Uh, definitely a, a relic of the past, no pun intended, uh, because uh, I, I'm assuming that like glass bottles. Uh, less and less are finding their way into the environment because we are more uh, conscious about recycling. Which is great. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and then also that method of uh, of delivering messages mm-hmm. is sort of a dying art. We don't really need to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine you, maybe you would find like a, like a message on an old phone or something thrown somewhere and then... But then the, but that's going to break down, though, and that's not going to work probably in 100 years. Yeah. you got to find the right charger. Chances are if someone needs to put a message in a bottle and say they're, like, stranded on an island somewhere, yeah, they probably had a bottle of water with them. So it was either reusable or it was plastic, which we all know would never break down. So <laughs> That is true. They could just... <laughs> carve it on some wood stuff it in that plastic bottle and eventually it would find its way to someone and hope that you're rescued before <laughs> you lose all the power of your phone <laughs> just tweet one more time and then turn the phone off for now <laughs> okay. uh what about an airplane mode i mean it, how common are message in bottles i mean was that a common thing or was that um, just I, uh, something the police made up i think it was uh, <laughs> i think there have been documented cases where people have been sort of rescued uh, because they were able to get a message in a bottle out you know through like a rapid river or something like that and also the police and the the police are generally involved most of the time uh but i think it's more of like a novelty where people would put like a message in a bottle and just kind of and then if someone got it maybe they would have like their return address in there so they could write be so you could say hey i got your bottle i'm in uh, North China and you're from Michigan and I, the United yeah. States and I found your bottle. So maybe, maybe that's what this bottle is. It's like, I, you know, I lived here in this year and so-and-so built this house and so-and-so planted this tree. Yeah. I hope this message finds you well. Right. If this is far enough in the future where time machines have been invented, please come back to April 1st, 1972. I'll be waiting for you under this seedling I just planted. Yeah. Well, they couldn't like put the message in a bottle if they just planted the tree. Yeah, I know. Also a hundred years. I know. I just, I was feeling like this, like a younger version of everything. Uh, and I said seedling. Yeah. And it, it didn't make, uh, the continuity of the story didn't work because of that. But, um, I, and I thank you for calling it out right away because you're a good storyteller. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just following the rules, babe. I know. (laughs) 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 Message in a bottle. Have you ever done anything like that? Like we've talked, I think we've talked about this before. Time capsules or messages in bottles. Yeah, I think we had talked about it before because my dad had talked about doing a time capsule, which I thought was really fun. And maybe we should do that this summer. I'll ask my dad. Like, yeah, why don't we do that? Let's make a list of things that we maybe want to put in a tiny little time capsule. Right. That would be fun. Kind of fun. Um, but what no. What do you use for a time capsule? Oh. It could be anything, right? There's not anything that it has to be. Yeah, probably anything that you think that could survive the elements uh, while it's in the ground. So, you know, probably not a wooden box. Right. It, it Something probably, metal. Yeah. Maybe yeah. like a Ziploc bag, maybe? Yeah, you could probably do that. Like maybe uh, a metal box and then within that metal box is a Ziploc bag with uh, mm-hmm. maybe a, a nice letter in there. A letter, maybe a photograph. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Kohl's cash. Yeah, that'll come in handy. That'll come in handy. 
I mean, they take it even though it's expired. <laughs> yeah. They say that they won't, but if you get the right cashier, they will. Right. And, and especially too, like, you know, how like, um, people collect money and like old money is, uh, depending as uh, more valuable. Kohl's cash is going to be very valuable. Maybe it's like day. a misprinted Kohl's cash. It's, it's like a collector series. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah worth 10 times its value it's really great go to coles.com but if you aren't sure just uh maybe just throw out some actual money there you go you know if you want to write me a letter and let me know exactly where it is and how much money you're putting in there that'd be cool too yeah that's fine and uh maybe i'll i'll uh dig up the capsule in 50 years or tomorrow you know depending (laughs) on how much money you got in there (laughs) so where did you bury your money in the backyard (laughs) specifically I think that's a nice idea. Yeah, I, I think so too. Cool. <laughs> so, Tiffany, tell me about your uh, cat photo. Oh, so it's uh, 17 animals, cats and dogs. 17. Now, is it 17 total or 17 of each? 17 total. Okay. And they pose for a photo. Should someone have this many pets in their home? I don't know. Seems like a lot, doesn't that's, it? That's excessive. I think that's kind of hoarder territory there. Is it? Yeah. Well, maybe they're uh, someone who rescues animals. It could be. Or maybe they're like uh, indoor-outdoor cats that spend most of their time outdoors. Well, I doubt it if they are posing for a photo. Okay. So they're more uh, used to human touch. Yeah. It's probably... I mean, these cats and dogs have to... um, uh, live in the same environment together, so yeah, they have to get along. So that does seem, yeah, that does seem excessive then to have seventeen animals in your home. It's hard enough to try and get our cat to pose for a photo, um, meaning she won't unless we're like. <laughs> you have to just kind of keep holding down the button and hope yeah. to get lucky. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, and I imagine dogs are probably the same way. But imagine having so many. Like, you can't even yeah. do that with families. Like, I think the dogs would be easier, right? <laughs> you can't. I think the dogs so would be... So someone blinking. Right. You know, the dogs at least will, will hold their attention probably for a long time if they think a, a treat is involved or something. Yeah. But a cat, you really can't do that. You can't really get a cat to focus on something. Because they're going to do what they want. They're going to do what they want. If you had, like, a laser pointer, they would focus on it, but then they would immediately go after it. Yeah. Like there's they nothing... can only shake that butt for so long. Right. Once they build up that momentum, that inertia starts going. They got to they gotta go. Get it out. Got to yeah. get it out. Mm-hmm. So you could probably get the dogs relatively easily uh, staring in the right direction. But the cats, yeah, you really got to just figure out what sound makes them look at you and then hope to get them all to look at the same time. Maybe it's just maybe it's not even a real photo. Maybe they just, she just photoshopped it. Yeah, maybe it's just like the same three cats and dogs and just duplicated several right, times. Right, right. And the colors changed. The, the, what was a dead giveaway was a giant purple dog that's not real. Clifford's not real. The Clifford red was dog. red. I know. You said purple. I don't know. It's late. Yeah, Clifford could be purple. Maybe if the hue is turned up on the TV. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um so is this for like a uh, like her Christmas card? Yeah, of course. I feel like if you had 17 animals, you probably don't have a big Christmas card list to give out. You might. Maybe you have a lot of friends at the ASPCA. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine you probably do have a lot of friends at the pet store with that many. Oh. That is the deep purr of our podcat producer, Chloe Cat. 
she has actually spent most of her time asleep on my lap and she has just come back for more yeah she loves that lap <laughs> uh it's so calming <laughs> it is i've sat on your lap before and it is very calming <laughs> i meant her purr oh 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 i'm sorry uh yeah i okay so i have had the opportunity to take photographs before mm-hmm. uh for kids and one getting one kid <laughs> to look at the camera or pose naturally or not blink is so difficult yeah. i cannot imagine what it's like to try and get all these animals unless they were like really well trained yeah maybe like show dogs and cats that could be they're not just like some uh uh random yeah like a random gaggle of animals yeah maybe maybe this person uh maybe they're not all i feel like show uh animals maybe it's a mix I feel like they had to be like the person had to have help, right? I don't. You know, do you think it's a situation where they oh, set a timer assume. on a camera and then ran back over? Because that would make it even extra hard. I know, right? Like trying to—that's hard to do just with humans to time things out, right? With the camera timer. Yeah, I try and take a picture of my cat and well, our cat, and like hmm. I'll have her attention and she'll be looking at the camera, but then like she'll just run toward me. <laughs> right yeah like she's more interested in sitting on my lap than anything right yeah i was trying to take uh, cause i got home from work a little early today and i was uh decided to use my free time to lay on the couch and uh, watch ellen and uh our cat uh came up on the couch with me and i would try to, and it was, she was being really cute and i tried to hold my hand out with the phone to take her picture but when i hold her my hand out she takes that to be, oh, I'm going to go headbutt that hand. Yeah. Like, she doesn't realize what's trying to happen. Yeah. She, she sees a Nor hand, should she. Right. She sees a hand come near her. She wants to rub up against it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that would be difficult uh, to wrangle uh, many multi-animals into uh, a picture situation. But I wonder if she just gave up and just started Photoshopping in other, like, known cats and dogs. <laughs> like, she just was really terrible about it. Like, uh, clearly Snoopy and uh, Scooby and uh sylvester were not uh living with you when did tom and jerry get here <laughs> uh, i believe that's elf that's not even a cat or a dog <laughs> ma'am uh, this is a clear giveaway that you have done some photoshopping <laughs> <laughs> the chipmunks <laughs> chippendale rescue rangers uh papa smurf uh, dead giveaway that's not real darkling dog <laughs> Let's get dangerous. You also have a transformer in there. That's not even a, that's not even an animal. I mean, it is Bumblebee, but it's not really. That seems like a very difficult task. Yeah. I I can't imagine this person did it alone. She no, had to have had, had, to have help. had to have had help. And I would imagine this photo would become a, a viral sensation because mm-hmm. just the idea that someone was able to accomplish this, yeah, is pretty miraculous. Yeah. To get everybody involved, except for that one GD dog that just <laughs> blinks every time. <laughs> maybe, maybe the reason why she did this was to help get some of these animals adopted. Okay, like a, maybe it's like a calendar or something. So maybe it's it's not just in her home. Maybe it's like at an actual shelter, or okay. maybe she has rescues that she has in her home, but she doesn't like have them all the time gotcha that would make a little that would be a little bit more uh 
understandable. Because look how photographable, 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 <laughs> uh, photogenic the these pets are, and they get along right with look. each other. So all se- the, all seventeen of these folks get along. They'll yeah. get along with you and your family. Yeah, and your tardigrades. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry from the Christmas. ASPCA. Oh. From our home to yours. Wait, why am I doing doing a weird commercial for the ASPCA? Segment? I don't know. You're full of commercials. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm guessing it was uh, something like that. Maybe it's a, a, a Christmas card to her family. I think that's a sweet Christmas card. Imagine yeah. a picture of all those animals, and then it just has like the uh, frame around it, like a, a a nice bow. Yeah, it looks like the like some. Uh, Maybe it's not even Christmas. Maybe it's just a holiday card. Happy holidays. Maybe it's just a mistletoe on there. Happy winter. Winter or happy solstice. Yeah. Yeah, it's happy cold times. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe it was just because. Maybe it was an invite to a party. A cat and dog party. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Maybe it's like a, maybe the kitten, maybe the cat's pregnant and there's going to be a, a gender reveal party. Oh, that'd be so nice. Yeah. But they have to have like so many party guests. That's why all the cats and dogs are there. <laughs> right. Right. You want to make it weird. But For, then they're also going to bring in Maury because they're like, I don't know which one's the dad. <laughs> it could be him and him. I'm not sure. According to the computer, you are not the father. I think it is possible for two cats to have fathered one litter kittens oh really yeah oh wow i i'm pretty sure does that mean they were all together at the same time in that way like a threesome no yes that's what i was getting i think that i i think that a cat can get pregnant and then go and get extra pregnant extra pregnant by another cat and then yeah and then and then one litter has both all has kinds. two dads yeah <laughs> that was a book i read when i was a kid this litter has two dads yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's really nice you really know you taught me a lot about forward society. thinking yeah it's mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's good yeah <laughs> so tiffany you're trying to tell me that one of those articles is a real story mm-hmm I'm going to be honest with you. They all sound fake. You say it every week. I know, but I want to be honest with you. (laughs) I like to be honest with you. I love your honesty. Hmm? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Let's go with the 17 cats and dogs. Really? Yeah. That's a real headline. Is it really? Yeah. I'm sorry. I was like, this definitely sounds like something I made up. <laughs> you shit. I'm sorry. Okay, so. <laughs> well, I'm certainly glad that snail foot's not real. And why the hell did you think that up, you sicko? That's so gross. Because I thought it was funny. <laughs> it really is. And I knew it was vile. Uh, and I also thought that you would think, oh, Tiffany would never think of this because it's so gross. Yeah, well, that's why I thought the opposite because it was so gross. I'm like, maybe she thought of this. This is crazy. Man, try harder next week. <laughs> I thought it was so good. You were. These are really funny. <laughs> okay. This is the part of the show where I give Tiffany a pep talk. Because I'm so competitive, I hate it. Um, <laughs> I don't like to lose. I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight. No, you won't, my love. Mm-hmm. Really? 
at least wait until I fall asleep in the bed and then come back up. <laughs> you, you tardigrade. <laughs> oh, I'm so cuddly with a face. Yeah, mm-hmm. sucky face. Um, okay, so this is from people.com. A patient pet owner gets her 17 cats and dogs to pose for a photo together. Colon. I was so thrilled. <laughs> I bet. I did leave that part out because I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. This pet owner got the ultimate family portrait ahead of the holidays. Kathy Smith of Corin, Wales has 17 adorable dogs and cats, and she managed to get them all to sit together long enough to snap a heartwarming photo of the clan. Aww. I was so thrilled when I'd captured this, this shot. It's like a little family photo, Smith, 30, told Daily Mail. She's 30. Wow. However, it was not an easy feat. Smith, who is a shop assistant, said it took multiple takes to get the shot and that she was chasing her pets around the house oh, no. with treats to get them all in one spot for a few seconds. For the few seconds she had to take the photo. Wow. She said that while the dogs would usually sit with the treat, her mm-hmm. cats were much harder to pose. Yeah. <laughs> and she did this by herself? Look how cute this is. Oh my God. That is a great picture though. It's so good. Wow. You know, 17 animals doesn't seem like a lot in that photo for some reason. I know, but I'm sure her house smells like it. Oh, it's got to smell like a snail foot in there. I know the real meaning. (laughs) Gross. I now know the real meaning behind hurting cats. She told uh, the news outlet. I had to keep picking them up and putting them back until they stayed. I can't believe her face didn't get clawed off. <laughs> it took about three attempts. Three attempts, that's it. Wow, that's not. That's actually really miraculous. It took about three attempts, and, and in the end, I managed to keep them there for a couple of seconds and get the photo before they were off again, Smith added. Oh, my God. We live in quite a chaotic house, but you get used to it. Ugh. I don't know if I could. Of the 17 pets, Smith has eight dogs, Ruby, Ben, Max, Sheba, Teddy, Rio, Storm, and Mishka. (laughs) The remaining nine cats are named Dinky, Jackie, Opal, (laughs) Patty, Socks, Safi, Cinders, Dusty, and Smokey. I love all my pets so much. I was really happy when I managed to get them all posing together, despite it not being easy to do. The UK woman lives with her furry friends in a three-bed—that's it, three-bedroom home—and told the Daily Mail that she rescues she rescues animals in need. In addition to her 17 photographed pets, she also cares for four birds, several fish, and a baby hedgehog. Oh my God! People are usually shocked when they come over and realize how many pets we have. The house is mad, but we're used to it. They usually she- immediately call the police. They all run around and you don't realize there's a lot of them until they're in one room. (laughs) Until you accidentally sit on five cats at once. What do you mean you don't realize there's that many pets? You walk in and it's like, whew. (laughs) (laughs) So for our, uh, our vet recommended that we have two litter boxes per one cat. So our cat has two litter boxes. Yep. One upstairs, one downstairs. And I hate cleaning them, but it has to be done. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine having nine cats oh god and 18 litter boxes you gotta clean that shit every couple days there's so many where do you even put that oh that's a that's worse for the environment than uh bottles worst of all how do you keep those dogs from eating it oh dogs are gross maybe you save money on food that way oh no the cats feed the, the cats feed the dogs it's the circle of life 
you know, when I initially looked at this, I was like, oh, that's cute. All the cats are lined up on the back. But no, no. If you look closer, <laughs> look how cute this is, Kevin. Uh, There's a big white fluffy dog sitting a with a, a long haired fluffy cat. It's cute. They're like cuddled together. And then, and then there's a German Shepherd also sitting next to a fluffy cat. <laughs> That's really cute. These too. are all really cute animals. Oh. oh, and there's a couple black kitties. There's <laughs> all those black cats on the back of the couch. I saw those. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Great job. You too. I really thought, like, I really thought that the sweat foot was the real article. <laughs> But then as we got to the I pet tried one, to be misleading, yeah. We got to the pet one and it was like, well, that sounds more real than the sweat foot. But it was very tough. It was very tough. Those these are all very good. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Don't don't let don't let me feel bad. Like don't, you should never feel bad. This mm. is all funny stuff again. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Jeez Louise. <sighs> hey Kev, great job. Great job, Tiff. This was a fun one. I had a good time. Me too. And uh, check us out on social media, folks, over yeah. on uh, Facebook at Fake Headlines Podcast. Also, Instagram, a Facebook family, uh, Fake Headlines Podcast over there as well. And also on Twitter at Fake Head Pod. We have, um, we decided to stop our 30 Days of Frowns at the end of November. And, you know, I just want to say it. It's really difficult to find. I mean, Kevin and I, in all seriousness, are rather positive people. So it was really difficult to try and find daily reasons to frown about things. Yeah, which is uh, which means we're in a good place. I, I think. think that's good. Yeah, that yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it if uh, if you enjoy those, maybe we'll do it again next year. I think yeah. we should. I think it's always fun to do November yeah. frowns. Yeah. We've been Be- do- well, I've been doing it for like seven or eight years. Now. I know you, you really have. It, I mean, that's why, that's why we posted, you know, one of our throwbacks too, if, you know, from our <laughs> wedding. Cause my brother was like, Hey, why don't you guys frown? And we were like, okay. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. So we hope that you guys really enjoyed those too. They were a lot of fun for us yeah. to do. It was good times. Good times. Uh, yeah. And also if you, uh, if you have a second, uh, you can head over to, if you're listening on Apple podcast app, hit the five stars and perhaps write a quick review. doesn't have to be anything special. You'll be, you'll be anonymous. Just be like, it's funny. We like it. Or just hit the five stars. It just helps the uh, visibility and the whatever's happening there on the Apple podcast. You know what else really helps? When you tell your friends. Yeah. Tell your friends, share our stuff on social media. Just, uh, we'd love to get the word out more and, uh, yeah. We love doing this. We have a good time. We want you to have a good time too. And as always, if you ever come across anything that makes you laugh and you're like, this is a ridiculous headline and I'm sure they've probably seen it. Um, go ahead and send it over to fake events podcast at gmail.com or just post it to, uh, one of our social media sites. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So thanks for listening everybody. And we will see you next week. Bye.